day there, party people. We are here in the Ruppet's room with two wild and crazy guys planning to have some fun with you tonight. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going out there? We're back here kicking it in the Rumpus Room. Well, we uh, wanted you party people out there to know that we are over a thousand listens. Yeah, so, so thanks, everybody. Taking the world by storm. Much here we come. Much thanks to all of your ongoing support and appreciation and putting up with our whatever it may be. We ragged on gender reveal parties pretty hard a couple weeks ago. We did. And, and I went to one. You went to one. So <laughs> tell, tell the good people of the United States of Rumpus how, how that was. So I'll give the, the reveal. It was a cake. Okay. And I, I was going to bet that it was going to be a female just because I have this I feel like whenever I see one of those videos on YouTube, they're just more often than not females. They had a cake, and they gave the quote-unquote results to the baker. Mm -hmm. The baker cooked a cake, baked a cake, cooked a cake. He cooked up a cake. He was cooking it up. Cooking it up with his lab. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever they knew behind. (laughs) It was was a really long night. Whatever, yeah, I don't remember a damn thing. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what you need at a gender reveal party is a little meth cake. Nothing like a little (laughs) meth or ecstasy cake for everybody. Your gender reveal party, nobody will forget. Kick things up a notch. And inside the meth cake was a color, and it was obviously light blue for a boy, pink for a girl. And they did the cutting ceremony between the two. They both put it in there, and Mm -hmm. we kind of, like, guessed Mm -hmm. before and did our thing. And then, of course, they, like... FaceTimed somebody in there, all that fun stuff. Oh, so cute. Which wait for, you know, Janine to pick up the phone so she can see. Holy whatever. shit. Jesus. You know, we got to know now. It's a boy. Mm-hmm. And it was this big thing. I will say, you know, it's a good reason to hang out with people. I won't knock it nearly as much because I think they did it. And I really wanted to see this guy's place. I've never seen it before. So that was a nice thing for me. Mm-hmm. And to see the excitement on his face when it was a boy was completely worth the ticket of admission because okay. he was jacked up. So do you bring gifts? I brought a gift. Did other people? No. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a, uh, like, I don't know what you're, I brought a little child's book. Okay. Like, this is Moo, this is whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, book. you're not going to the baby shower. I mean, that's a girl thing. I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, that's what, that's what, uh, the gender reveal party was interesting. Mm-hmm. So then we all just slammed old fashions for the rest of the night. And Got loose. It, the cake was really good. It was champagne. Champagne and math. <laughs> whatever they yeah. cooked up. Whatever they cooked up in there. I mean, there was a lot of like Super Bowl talk, so it was kind of like, "What are you uh, doing?" That was my yeah. that was my like lead into the night. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like because yeah. a lot of them, a lot of the people we were talking to, were live downtown. Okay. So and are people renting out their places? No, no. So a lot, every single person had a something placed on there. Like, if you do this, you will get evicted. Type. Oh, I, I, I mean, if if we have one of those, I haven't been made aware of it. So we got. I got an email. And it said there's absolutely no no renting renting, and I emailed my landlord and was like, "Hey, what if we just split it?" And he was like, "No, I have a bylaw in my 
agreement. And yeah. he was like, if I know about it or yeah. anything, I'll yeah. be in trouble. So. Well, I got invited to a party. You did? I did. A uh, vendor of ours. A Super Bowl party. A Super Bowl party. Peyton Manning is giving the, uh, the address of the evening. Yeah. Get so, going to that one. So that'll be interesting. I'm going to get the shiny shoes out. You know? Yeah, I also hope that it's deathly cold. Yeah, just to cuck everybody. Just, just twenty below. Welcome to the welcome to Minnesota, you mothers. Yeah, <laughs> you know? go sit in your hospitality rooms. Yeah. <laughs> just like when you go outside, bone chilling. Something that would make a Minnesotan be like, "Oh, that's cold." Ooh, yeah. If we say it's cold. Yeah. So negative twenty. I think. I think if we hit negative twenty, and at night it can get down. Negative fifty. It can get down negative twenty. Negative thirty. Negative hundred. It could be negative. Ask our it could mom. Could be negative two hundred. It's going to be negative three hundred degrees out there. <laughs> it's negative boiling. You're going to die if you have any skin exposed. You step outside, boom! Skin cancer. <laughs> You'll die. If you... Dead on the spot. <laughs> if you show one inch of skin, I'm tarring my face black before I walk outside. Yeah, I I saw a funny video today of uh, this this guy on a college campus. It was clearly cold out, and he wasn't wearing a coat. And he made this little kind of cheeky video about like, "Oh, I'm not wearing a coat because I'm cool and I don't care." And I'm, you know, oh, yeah. and it just brought me back to all those times where like not wearing a coat was the definition of cool. Yeah, I remember high school and like middle school. <laughs> yeah. if you didn't show up in a coat. Like, oh damn! For whatever reason, I remember bringing a coat in. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta put a coat in." I know. I, I don't know take what it, it is. Put slap her on my waist or like, get it out of here. Get yeah. this coat out of here. I know. And you'd see the badasses walking in and just shivering. Yeah. Like so that. cold. Yeah. I, I always love, I love watching that at like the, the football games when it's like 40 degrees out and mm-hmm. you go and you see the little, you know, middle schoolers bopping around in t-shirts and shorts and just they're just like- steaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two groups of them. One's one that is just absolutely shivering, but won't know what to do with it, and then the other group that is just steam is coming off of their body because <laughs> they've been running, <laughs> they've, they've been crushing the uh, tag or whatever. <laughs> they've been crushing the sodas and the pixie sticks, and th- nothing <laughs> is wrong with the world at this point. Everything is right <laughs> in cloud nine. This is the greatest place. That has ever been. Oh, yeah. They're running around like an absolute boss. A banshee. Banshee is a good word. <laughs> They're bancheeing around. At our, at <laughs> crashing our, into people. At our high school, uh, we had like this, uh, well, what it really was, was it was the shot put field. It was, it was the f- like the bush in Africa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the field. So, you know, there was this sort of like just open field area and it was a lot like the Serengeti (laughs) filled with antelopes different pockets of antelope and zebras and some lions and some elephants just in the corner trying to figure out how to interact with each other the occasional skirmish the the extremely well timed uh, high speed run past the women to show them how fast you are yeah, just the, the flyby. <laughs> the flyby. <laughs> Buzzing the towers. <laughs> the middle school equivalent of, oh, of charge the flyby. up here and... <laughs> 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 
Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that felt good. Yeah, that good. <laughs> I wonder how fast they think I am. <laughs> I wonder if they saw how fast I was going. Of course they saw I'm how fast go I was going. I'm going to go race Joe because Joe's slow as shit. Let's go, Joe. <laughs> Throw the ball right in front, right over there, right over there. And then you get your get the horses going. You catch it and then slyly look over at <laughs> yeah. You see that there? And you walk away. <laughs> as if they had any, if they, as if they ever considered that to be some sort of impressive. Well, like, wow, that's such an athletic catch. I'm going to go talk to him. Yeah, I'm sure they were just sitting there like, oh my gosh, did you see how fast he ran? Look at those banshees. <laughs> yeah. Look at how fast that banshee is. I'm going to go I want on a piece of that. and send him a message. I want to see what his away see, messages right now. Just see how fast he buzzed us. <laughs> Whoa. That was the fastest anybody has buzzed our towers all night long. Oh, my God. Let's They're go still talking about Gabriel. it. Yeah, yeah, they are. Remember when we were in fourth grade and Gabriel buzzed our tower? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the first game of the year. Mm. Oh my he must gosh. have had six pixie sticks. <laughs> He's running on pure sugar. <laughs> pure Mountain Dew. <laughs> he actually wasn't touching the ground. That's what you didn't know is Gabriel was about two inches off the ground. He was <laughs> Gabriel was blacked out on sugar. <laughs> he was walking on the tips of the grass petals. <laughs> He was, he was so high on sugar. <laughs> that was the fastest he's ever ran in his life. Well, there was no friction. There was no friction. There was actually wind propulsion of his legs that was driving the force. He was, he was a turbine at that yeah. point. <laughs> a very early version of the turbine. Perfected. Has no idea what's going on in his head. His head is full of just lee. Uh. <laughs> buzzing towers like nobody's business. Yeah, I mean that's what you get is is buzzing towers. I'm gonna go get two dollars and get them out and do. <laughs> I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get some money from my mom. I'm gonna get a pop. And then we're gonna buzz some towers. <laughs> buzz some towers, maybe popcorn if I really want some. <sighs> Oh man, there was always the occasional skirmish as well, which is always good, you know, good right, entertainment. Wrap it up with the boys. <laughs> Get the circle going. Hey, hey. Yeah. Getting down in fisticuffs. Mm -hmm. Nothing too aggressive, you know, because be broken up pretty quick. But there was, there was a skirmish here and there. There's some some red ears. Mm -hmm. There's, <laughs> yeah, there are red ears. <laughs> Red cheeks. That's about it. A couple it. red cheeks, a couple of red ears. There's some grass stains on the pants. <laughs> a little spill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, good old times back in the day. Good old times. And uh, uh, I went to a couple high school football games this year. I uh, was watching family, and it was so funny just to watch those little, little, little tykes running around again. It just brought me back to the good old days. Just back in it. Back in it. When they didn't have a care in the world. Oh, man. Pounding a Mountain Dew and then not blasting out. <laughs> Crashing into a fence. Your mom's like, what did you do? I don't know, Mom. I just woke up in a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I've had as much sugar as I can take in four weeks. <laughs> Mom, we stormed the concession stand. We took it over <laughs> just so I could crawl. I found a knife. Se seventh right. graders. 
Just like, I woke up with a pencil jammed into the old lady's neck. I was. Oh no! Was Here getting, come the seventh graders. Watch out! Hide the Mountain Dew. Yeah. They want the dew. They get They're the, going to do the dew. They get the Mountain Dew under lock and key. I'll have a Mountain Dew. No. Uh, can I see some? Can ID? I see some ID, Gabriel? Gabriel, you student pass. I thought you were still in middle school. I think that's a drink for high schoolers. Oh, uh, no, that is not a drink for you. That's that's more than double your body mass. Yeah, well, and that was in the, that's pretty crazy, though. You give a, I don't know, a 13-year-old 40 milligrams of caffeine and 40 grams of sugar. I mean, that's, it's like rocket there's, fuel. There's no it's wonder totally... why I didn't sleep from, like, fourth to seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> you go hit up ice cream before we go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> You know, our weekly drip of sugar, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have Snickers. I'm feeling feeling a down rush right now. I'm coming down. Cut me. I need a hit. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I can't focus. I'm losing to my James Bond. Oh, get him a do. Get him a do. <laughs> Quick, he's he's almost dead in James Bond. He needs a refill. The beast goes back to life. Ah! I just out. Are we still winning? Do we win? Do we win? Oh man! Am I ten years old now? <laughs> you guys skipped like two years. Oh yeah, we used to. Uh, oh, we so we went to this this. Uh, this murder mystery mm. over the weekend, which was actually extremely fun. And uh, my girlfriend watches tons of crime media. So What is with girls in crime media? I don't know. I don't know. She podcasts, she will, and then she likes the TV shows, Solving Mysteries. I don't it's, know. It, it's it such is the a same with obsession. my girlfriend. Like, she is the same way. And I, I am like, so what do you get out of this show? And she was like, well, now I know the different ways people will try to kill me. That's exactly what my girlfriend said. Like, she I need said, to prepare for well, the just, situation. Yeah, I was, no, you don't. So then every show, I'm like, well, what tips did you learn today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the take-home message? <laughs> so if a sexual predator is following you as a 13-year-old girl, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, How does she get out? It's so ridiculous. That was the exact same thing she said. Uh, well, she, well, I just... I just like to know what could happen so I could be prepared. It's like, what? Go take a karate class. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> don't watch. Don't watch crime. The hours of crime documentaries yeah. or whatever. I don't understand it. Uh, she went to a podcast taping for uh, true crime, which mm. little you know young white women love. And I just asked her. I was like, so. She she bought the tickets and she kind of she knew I was going to say no, but she was like, "Well, would you want to go with me?" And I just was like, "Wouldn't you want to go with somebody who actually enjoys it? Mm. Like, wouldn't that be more fun?" Which is why I bought her tickets to Beyonce and I said, "Hey, go take your friend. Here's two Have tickets. Some fun. Yeah, I'll talk to you afterwards. But yeah. you know, you go enjoy it because I know you will. And I go dance it up. I I just wouldn't have been as much of a fun partner. So she uh. She took her sister, which was good, and I just was like, well, so, you know, was there a man there? And she was like, barely. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, she was like, there were not a lot of men there. And Inside dogs. Yeah, 
not an inside dog at that concert. Not if if there was an outside dog, he would have been he would have been scratching at that collar right away. I mean, oh yeah, he, he would have or been, he would have been sniffing butts. Sniffing butts, yeah. There could have been a lot of that too. That's a good place to go if you want to sniff. Except everybody usually at those concerts or whatever. They're with young. friends. And or they're, they're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's groups of girls that are you know it's just not a, not a. Not, not an outside dog place. No, so. no, no. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody may have, you know, figured it out that we haven't. But not me. So we're at this murder mystery, and um, it was extremely involved and extremely hard to put the clue, the pieces together. Mm. And I was. Nobody had any clue. Really? Nobody. At the end of it, everybody was just like, I have no idea. I'd be surprised with all of your practice with Clue. That's just what I was, I was really talking to her and I was like, you're going to have to carry the load here because I know you're, you know, a, a detective in training from all of these crime shows. So, uh, and we had been to. Lead us. Yeah. 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 All your research is really coming in handy now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Don't, don't. Put your, put your money where your mouth is, honey. And, um, so, you know, we, the, the quote, the, the information that, so you got, there were two different, there were two different cards. There was one before the murder and then there was a murder and then there was one after the murder. And, the cards were really, really not, um, not involved. Like one of them was, you know, they'd be really small clues. Like one of them was go tell Notor, you know, go tell Jane that you're going to avenge the, his, the murder. Mm-hmm. So I would go tell Jane that oh, I'm going to avenge the murder of your husband. And, and, and it was really hard to put these things together. So at the end, I had no idea. I, I didn't have any particular reasoning behind my 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 um my guess, but I did guess right. Really? Yeah, I got it right. Yeah. So uh, all that crime research, yeah, well, not exactly time well spent. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, you know, coming well, in don't... with a fresh set of eyes, yeah. a little different. And sometimes it just takes a superior, mindful brain. <laughs> yeah. It did. Well, it was it was fun though. I would really. Sounds fun. Yeah, I would recommend it because. Was it expensive? Uh, it couldn't have been that expensive, but it wasn't cheap. You know. Did you go with a group of people? Uh, there were like thirteen of us. Wow. Yeah. What was cool is I only knew two people there, hmm. so because I had to interact with all these people and tell them these bullshit little, you know, yeah, things or whatever. Then farted you, three days ago. Yeah. Exactly. Awkward. Yeah. Pretty much, and. Uh, it got you interacting with a lot of different people that you wouldn't have normally. So it really mixed the party up and created like a really fun atmosphere. So that cool. was, yeah. It was, so was it a, at somebody's house? It was, a, it was actually at a, a hotel room. So did, in a hotel room? In a hotel room. So yeah. somebody like bought basically the so game. It was a 30th birthday party and they were having the party. That sounds <clears> fun. Yeah. And then going out for a night on the town and then uh, staying there. And so, you know, cool. obviously, yeah, it was, it was a fun evening. Yeah, that's, you should do that sometime. Mm-hmm. And um, let's hit him with the takeaway message of the day. I'm reading this new book called Made to Stick, and it's by Chip and Dan Health, and the premise is why some ideas survive and others die. 
and it's a really good book because it really it digs into proverbs of why um, so, saying such as um, one bird a bird in your hand is better than two in the bush. So it's sayings like that. How do they become so popular, and how do ideas generate when it, it talks about the argument where today in business we focus more on numbers and plans and things that don't make a difference where a lot of these stories live through time. So how do you generate a good story for your business and generate a catchy phrase or something that people can really latch onto rather than the shareholder maximizing shareholder value? Mm -hmm. How do you as a leader talk about um, your vision in a different way that people can remember. And it's got to be bite size in one sentence. Mm. So it gives six principles, which I can just talk through. First one is simplicity, making it as easy as possible to understand. That's pretty, uh, pretty basic one. The second one is unexpectedness. So uh, the Southwest, they give a good example of Southwest Airlines. The first time, one of the times they really started to make waves is when they started to change up their safety. Here's today's safety instructions. If you haven't been on in a car since 1960, how you put your seatbelt on and she just added a little bit of unexpectedness into something that people kind of check out. Your brain mm -hmm. is ready to pay attention to things that are different. Mm -hmm. So it talks about using that to your advantage. Um, there's a lot of you know, maximizing shareholder value and a lot of these terms that get thrown around and you can kind of sock them in the eye with some of these sayings that'll really jumpstart that. The third one is concreteness and that's being able to uh, pull onto terms that people can relate to like birds, stones, something that people know rather than something it's that's not like, esoteric or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's concrete. The fourth one is credibility. It depends on who says it. Mm -hmm. A surgeon, an idiot like me. So how do you establish credibility within the statement? That's a little bit more of a complicated one. Mm -hmm. um, emotions, that's pretty obvious. You want it to hit your, your groups, your people you're trying to intend to. And then the last one is stories. So how do you make sure that people can remember these, that they're stories, they're not just, you know, some some stupid statement. So it talks to, there's, it's a great book. I would recommend to anybody who's trying to get into any type of messaging to, to know it. That reminds me of a uh, statement our, a leader at our organization made. He was talking about, you know, how, how we've been through a really tumultuous time and we've had a lot of layoffs and he his message to the organization was um, you know don't be afraid of failure and uh, another colleague of mine who um, is not in leadership she's you know more of a more of a task oriented person and she really did not understand it yeah and it was really hung up on her about like how can you say that sort of thing and like being okay with failure like mm -hmm. that where where does that come from and she just really didn't get it mm -hmm. and I and I kind of struggled to explain, explain that yeah. because I was like well you know that's it's not he's not telling us to fail you know he's telling us to not be 
held back. Held back. Yeah. Don't be afraid that doing things is going to make you become one of the next people to get laid off. You know, I mean, that's what I kind of interpreted his message as, but that was a great example of not using the, just something that's simple and having causing confusion, people not knowing what you mean. Yeah. It was talking like, you know, way above. That's the difficult thing is some leaders talk too smart. They yeah. think they're super smart and they don't break it down to mm-hmm. what's easy. And it's, that's really the work that needs to happen to somebody that understands so much mm-hmm. of a message. The core of the message that he was trying to get across, I'm sure, was like, we got to take chances and go and do things. Yeah. But he just said, don't fail. Yeah. he he. I, I thought he could have done a better job of, exp- of giving more context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that clearly was left out of the... Uh, you know, left out of, uh, of the messaging. Yeah, no, I completely agree. A good example they gave just to add some additional context and we can kind of skip on to the next one is Disney calls their employees. Instead of calling them employees, they call them cast members. Yeah, so if you work yeah. at Disney studios, you're a cast member. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Performers don't take smoke breaks, you know, when they're like walking, they're on at all times. And yeah. So talk about, a really simple, concrete message towards your employees of who, what is expected. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's just little examples like that that make just a major difference. And you have to constantly uphold those principles that you talk about. So I thought that was a really good example of those. Mm-hmm. So I'd read the book if I were anybody. It, it's actually a pretty quick read. I've just blasted through it the last few days. Well, business reading, you can kind of just crush I mean, yeah well the one thing i do like about it is it says the six principles in the first 10 pages so you know it's like okay i got them yeah, if i'm more interested i'll keep reading if i'm not I'm done that's why no business books uh, a lot of a lot of books are like you know we'll give you the first chapter free or whatever or we'll give you a chapter free and then encourage you to try and buy the book business books couldn't do that because after you read the first chapter you pretty much know everything well, yeah. And then they just beat you over the head with examples example. about why they're right. <laughs> Here's another example, like Disney. Here's yeah. another example. Here's another example. Here's another example. Here's another example. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad or anything. It's just the way that they're formatted. You know? Well, and so. I think somebody has identified that, Tim Ferriss. He's taken his books and put them into like oh, He put them in different directions. Yeah, mm-hmm. he took different he took direction. messages and put them into little sections. And So I think it's... Interesting, because a lot of the common business books that we, you know, talked about growing up with, they have two or three messages, and then dropkick you for the next. Yeah, forty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Well, folks, that's all we got for you tonight. Catch us back next time when we'll be here kicking it in the rumpus room with two wild and crazy guys.